Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. When I grow up, I do not want to be like Bailey and Curly. No way. I have higher standards than that. They make me laugh. At the same time, scare the shit out of me. What will they say next? Welcome to the roller coaster world of Bailey and Curly. Unfiltered. While this voice may be artificial, the unfiltered musings from our hosts certainly are not. Make yourself comfortable, grab a drink. And let's get unfiltered. Here's your hosts, Bailey and Curly. Hey there and welcome. You've got Bailey and Curly unfiltered. And as we found out, this is the number 10 podcast in South Africa for the news uh, commentary uh, category. So thanks, George. I think George was South African and all his friends and relatives must have been listening uh, last week to the podcast. So how was that, Bailey? We're we're top 10. Top 10, mate. (laughs) And they love that they love their Nando's over there, so I reckon they're eating Nando's listening to us and hopefully they've got more than ten podcasts over there. Yeah, <laughs> let's hope so. And um, you know, just on the hunt for some sponsors here, you know, I'm drinking a sports beer. And uh the interesting thing about this is that it's actually low alcohol, it's like zero point four percent. It's got electrolytes. Have you ever watched that movie Idiot Idiocracy? Oh my and, god! Um, is that with Dax Shepard? Yeah, uh, I, blonde guy, Luke Wilson. Yes, yeah. I, I haven't seen it, but I've heard a lot. Because it's, it's like a documentary about how the world dumbs down. Yeah, so. they're all done. Yeah, and, yeah. And they replace water with this product called Brondo because Brondo's got electrolytes. So sports beer, um, zero plus, fantastic beer. It's a nice, really nice tasting pale ale. It's got magnesium, potassium. It's it's actually good for you after going for a run, which I've just been doing. So uh, sports beer, if you're listening or tuning in, love a sponsorship, you know. Well, I'm... Um, but highly recommended from Curly. I'm on the Summersby Power Sparkling Cider, which is 4.5% alcohol, so... All right. So, so I've got another beer here that... Um, well, depending on the length of the podcast, we'll see if I get to that one as well um, from another one of my favourite breweries. So we'll talk about that. So how's your week been, Mr. Bailey? Oh, very, very overwhelming. Uh, just with the music and trying to trying to balance music and work. Work's getting in the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we need to work to live, don't we? Yeah, I know. And that's the thing. I'm like, yeah. But other than that, all is good in the hood. How's, uh, how's Brisbane? Yeah, can't complain. I mean, we're wearing masks, which is ridiculous. But anyway, um, 
you do what you've got to do. A, a, a lot of people, um, you know, I, I, I personally don't like wearing a mask. I was up the Sunshine Coast this, uh, today having a, a meeting with 20 other people. And, of course, everyone's got their masks on and uh, just horrendous. Like, wearing a mask is ridiculous. So, um, now I understand we've got to do it. There's rules in place and we're doing that. And we're all trying to get back to norm, some sort of normality. But um, but we'll talk about COVID in, in a little bit because I, I, I think me and you both have some concerns. I, I've got some concerns with the ongoing um, increase of state of emergencies, for example, and you're starting to feel some pressure, especially in, in your close-knit um, family and connections about um, getting the jab. So we'll talk about that in a sec. But first up, I just want to share um, something. I don't know if you would have heard this being in Melbourne, but um, you're a Saints uh, fan, St Kilda in, in AFL, and I'm a Saints fan in Rugby League, which is the St George Illawarra Dragons. And so did you hear the story about the St George Illawarra Dragons? Okay, well, I'm going to tell you because I've titled this one Five Ways to Lose a Million Dollars, right? The five steps you've got to follow to lose a million dollars. Um, because when you hear the story, it's absolute crazy. Um, so first up, the step number one, you actually have to have a million dollars to lose. <laughs> so, yeah. so in the case of for the story, there's a gentleman, a front rower in in our game that plays for the St. George Illawarra Dragons. He was on a contract for next year at, at about $800,000. And of course, he still he was on that contract this year. So he still had the rest of this year to go, which is about a third of the way through. So, so you do the sums and he, he's got that million dollars. It's sitting there in his hands. All he had to do is play football and be a good leader and be a good role model. And he's got that million dollars. So step number one, you've got to have a million dollars to lose. Paul Vaughan had that million dollars to lose. Step number two, you've got to believe that you're above the rules and you've got to have a sense of entitlement, right? Because if you didn't have a sense of entitlement, you would not necessarily then do step three because step three was all about hosting a barbecue for 12 of your players while you had the buy <laughs> in breach of... COVID rules in New South Wales at the moment and also in breach of the NRL bubble rules. So because we're bigger than the game, because we've got a sense of entitlement, Paul said, hey, I'm having a barbecue, everyone come around. And 12 other players then came around. Now, step number three is also then incorporated. Let's just lose control of the party. Let's make it really, really loud. So just so that the neighbours next door understand how much fun we're having. And of course, the neighbours are very concerned about the spread of COVID in New South Wales. So of course, what do the neighbours do? They ring the cops, right? So I don't know what that neighbourhood community is going to be like after, after this particular event. But anyway, I would say that um, if Paul thought he got on well with his neighbours, it's probably likely that he probably doesn't anymore. So... So then step number four, Bailey, you're keeping track, have a million dollars to lose, have a sense of entitlement, host a party for 12 other players. When the cops come and knocking on the door, tell everyone to bolt, tell everyone to bolt. One of the players hid under a bed. There were players, <laughs> there were players hiding in wardrobes and cupboards. Um, and then 
One of the other players that were in attendance at the said entitled party left their wallet on the barbecue and as well as that, left their car out the front of the house, which had personalised number plates that were attributed to this particular player. So, so when the cops come, you then lie and you fabricate stories. And, of course, when the NRL comes a-knocking, we, um, we do the same. Anyway, they, they all got find out, found out. So then step number five is have your contract terminated by your club one day later. So, so five steps to lose a million dollars. Um, you've got to have a million to lose. You've got to have a sense of entitlement. You've got to host a barbecue, b- breaking every rule in the book. Now, of course, we talk about we're sick to death of COVID. You know, these guys are being paid, you know, good money to actually sit back and play to the rules, you know. So, you know, while I can certainly understand that they just wanted to get together and have a beer with some mates, the reality is that you can't. So, um, and then when the cops come, of course, step number four is you lie through your teeth. And then number five, you get your contract terminated. So how's that for a story from the, from the Saints down here in the NRL world, Bailey? Can I agree with him? <laughs> Well, you can, and, you know, the interesting thing is um, Paul Vaughan, to his credit, went on one of the rugby league shows here and uh, talked about how remorseful, he, you know, what a bad decision. Now, the reality is that that remorse comes when you've just lost a million bucks. <laughs> so so maybe if he thought about that remorse in the in the week before when he was saying, hey, guys, come round to my party for a party. We're going to have a barbecue. Neighbours are sweet. No one will know. <laughs> Maybe if he thought about what that, what the potential was. So, and I feel like people with um, who are high profile, they do have to be a little bit more careful than what uh, you and I. Are. Yep. Because um, I feel like every everyone in with a high profile, they're all sort of saying the same things, and it makes me. Wonder, do they really feel that way, or is that just what they're putting on social media in case someone goes, "Hey, fucking so and so is doing this"? And I, I think if um, so, what I'm seeing is, you know, and what I'm sensing and what I'm I'm feeling is that so many people are just over it, you know, and they're starting to actually. I mean, we've still got this one portion of of the population that are so shit scared of COVID, and um. And they want the government to lock everything down and keep us all in our houses, and you know. But um, but but I think generally the public are saying, "Look, we're over this. We know the risks. We know the dramas. Let us just get on with our lives," you know. And it, one of the it's interesting because when we we're coming back from the run, um, Sharon and I were listening to the radio, and one of the uh, there was a listener that had rung in and um, had basically said that her mum's in a aged care nursing home and they feel like they're prisoners so the the aged care nursing home they feel like they're prisoners that because they're still in lockdown up here in queensland in nursing homes now the reality is i can understand the government saying no aged care you're a risky category but people in aged care also have lives and they're tough old bastards most of them anyway because they've got they've got to the age that they are and so they're, they're feeling like they're in prison camps around this COVID thing. So they understand the risk, they un- but they want to see their family. So 
like, it's just and challenging. I, I'm I'm very grateful that I haven't had to go to a funeral um, since this started. Um, yeah. You know, like someone I know uh, lives in Melbourne from Mount Gambier. When we went into our lockdown early June, he got approved to go two-week quarantine in Mount Gambier to say goodbye to his dying aunt. Yeah. She was dying anyway. Yeah. Unfortunately, he didn't get the chance because she died on day three. And that that fucking breaks my heart, man. Like, yeah, it does. She was dying anyway. Like, who yeah. gives a fuck if he's out or not? Yeah. You know? Um, so, and there's probably been lots of cases like that. Yeah, there is. You know? Unfortunately, there's too many cases like that. And and I don't necessarily, you know, get that um, get that understanding of all of that because, you know, at the end of the year, every year we have millions of people die around the world because you know the, the funny thing about this thing called uh, us being humans, the human condition, is that we get to the end of the journey at some stage. You know, <laughs> we are all going to die. So every year there are. I, I don't know what the stats are, so I, I'd be interesting to have a look. But all of a sudden, because we've got this COVID thing and people are now saying, oh, 4 million people have died um, um, fr from COVID, I, that, that's sad. But even, even with that, I, I, like I saw today in the United States Senate, they, they were once again talking about the definition of a COVID death, you know, if you've got COVID in your system, you are classed as a COVID death, regardless whether you died of a heart attack <laughs> yeah. or something else. Yeah. If you've got or hit by a car or fallen from a roof, um, it's a COVID death. And I, I don't think we're ever going to know the truth, the, the truth nah. about this. Thing. And I've said from the start, I'd rather be in America and everyone throws how many cases there are. But man, they're fucking living. They're maskless. In, yeah. in America of all places, and yeah. you're telling me they've got hundreds of thousands of deaths or whatever, yet they are maskless, yet we're wearing masks in a country with less than 100 cases. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. like, I got into, a, like, an argument last night because someone, every day, someone's asking me, Matt, when are you booking in your jab? Like, you know, we used to ask people how much money they earn, like it was their business, and now they're asking us, "When are we getting the jab?" Like, it's when are you getting vaccinated? Yeah, like it's their any, like it's their fucking business. And I said, I'm not. I said I'd rather be in America. I said I'd rather die living than be cooped up. And you know, yeah, like talk just talking to people about, oh, I was going to go away on my time off, but you know, I didn't want to risk it. Like, yeah. you know, I'm watching like. You've you've got family and friends in America. July fourth, fucking hell, they celebrated. They love it. Yeah, you know, I got yeah, a, I got, and I got a friend in LA, like on a road trip through to Vegas, Idaho, Wyoming. I'm like, what the fuck's that like? <laughs> yeah, New York's totally free, and um, you know, even the UK are now saying in two weeks they're going to remove all restrictions. Yeah, good. Um, they're still getting seventy five thousand cases or something. I think so. America have actually. I don't know. I could be wrong because someone told me they've stopped recording the numbers as well. Um, well, I know Singapore have. Yeah, I know Singapore's on the way to Singapore yeah. is still recording, um, but they're on the way to. And you know, once again, people get really selective about some of the stuff that's happening, and I don't think that does as. I, you know, I've seen so many people celebrating the decision by Singapore, but it's still conditional on 
them hitting a vaccine rate or something. So the vaccine seems to be the thing. Um, and once again, that's going to create more issues than not. So let me just share some stats that I've just discovered, right? <clears throat> so how many people die every year? So how many people are born every year? So this is, let's look at 2015. There were, 100, there were approximately 140 million births. So in 2015, um, which was 43 million more than back in 1950. So we've seen this st steady, steady climb of people being born. In 2015, around 55 million people died. So when you think about that, the world population increased by about 84 so million. It still grew, yeah. So I saw some I saw some stats um, in pop, world population increase because I'm sure even with COVID world population it would still increase. it would still balance out and be the same and well I I think we actually increased the world population probably because everyone uh, was at home making babies making babies <laughs> COVID babies. Um, Oh, my God, this looks completely, yeah. What is the rate of world population? Yeah, so even with COVID, I think we still increase world population by about 87 million. So I thought a pandemic was supposed to, like, wipe out people. But well, that's what, grew I, the world that's what I think. And with this, you know, this person asked me, was I getting the jab? I said no, because, you know, I'd rather die living. And I, I want to live and, you know, I said, I'd rather be in America and like, oh, and then he's like, oh, but it's, you know, it's the old people that are, you know, that are, that are vulnerable and, you know, they'd do it for us. If it was the other way around, if young people were the ones that were, you know, we, could die. We just put this whole old people in like into a bucket and just generalize that um, old people, we're doing it for the old people. Yeah. Like, well, like the old people don't, I mean, some do, some are sitting there shit scared and not wanting to leave. But like um, if I was 80 years <clears> old, I'd look <throat> back on my life and be like, all right, then if this is my time, then I've lived a pretty fucking good life. Yeah. Like I have no regrets. Like I, one I, of the things that we're seeing, Matt, one of the things we're seeing is, you know, camper vans and caravans that are out in the, out doing laps of Australia at the moment. They, they reckon there is more people out and about traveling grey nomads than ever so they're not worried about catching COVID, they're out there enjoying their retirement or whatever they do hey here's some interesting things so since COVID we've had 900 people die here in Australia 900 900. Yeah. so in 2019 the leading causes of death right, coronary heart disease, there were 10,000 people, 10,500 people male that died from that and there were 7,000 um, die who are female. So what's that? That's almost 20,000 people die every year from heart disease. Dementia, there's 15,000 roughly, give or take. Um, cerebrovascular disease, which I'm, I'm thinking might be... 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Is it? Is there a thing for that? Anyway, whatever it is, there's eleven thousand lung cancer. There's eight thousand. So eight thousand people every year die of lung cancer, which is one hundred percent preventable. Yet you don't see cigarettes being taken off shelves. Exactly. Um, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. So that's like strokes and and whatnot. There's another seven thousand people there. So in the last year and a half, we've had nine hundred people die from COVID. Yet it's fundamentally changed our world yet if we're really serious we'd be stopping people from being able to smoke and all of that stuff you don't see the same levels of what we've seen with covid i had a um had these passengers on board the other day um they're a young couple probably in their 20s from new zealand fully fully vaccinated and i said was your holiday in australia enjoyable they said no because of all the restrictions yeah, you know, and, and you know, someone said to me last night, "Oh, Matt, the only way you get to America is being vaccinated." I'm like, "Well, if that's the case, then I'll cross that bridge when I come to it." But I want to be able to go to America or go somewhere on holiday and relax. Yeah, like coming, I wouldn't. I can recommend coming to Australia to anyone at the moment. It's so, it's just too, too many rules in different states. Yeah, yeah, fully agree, fully agree, and um, you know, but uh, I, I suppose. From my own perspective, even though I'm I'm really quite cynical about the cause and the reasons why COVID's here, there's also that resignation that that whole concept of you know maybe I've got to look at getting this jab so that we do have the opportunity to travel and that we do get those um those uh, you know just to be able to have live some sort of a normal life. But um, I, I, I don't even know if that's going to be enough, Matt, I, you know, because the goalposts keep shifting. So. Yeah, like, and I'm in really no position to travel at the moment anyway. Yeah. You know, probably a, a good minimum a year away-ish, Yeah, sort yeah. of. Um, yeah. So the thing I want to talk about, so I, I was listening to the ABC the other day. The ABC. The ABC. ABC. <laughs> and... Um, you know, I never thought I'd become a clone of my old man, but um, he used to listen to the ABC, and so now I listen to the ABC. But um, <laughs> they were having a conversation about the state of emergency powers here in Queensland, and they had a one of the guys from Civil Liberties. Um, the um, it's a a group, and you know, I've said too often now that there's just too much government influence and control in our lives every single day now that never used to be there to the extent it is now. And it's all because of the state of emergency powers. You know, the health officer can just say, lock everyone down. She can make rules based on whatever she sees, thinks or feels. And so, and it affects each and every one of us. So the ABC were talking to about the state of emergency powers. So at the moment, they run out here in Queensland towards the end of September. 
and there's been a lot of people that have pinpointed that every time it's close to running out, there's always seems to be a lockdown. Yeah, that's what happened with us. It. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so I, I I can't confirm whether that's true, wrong, or 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 just made up. But but um but certainly we know that the next state of emergency um runs out at the 30th of September. So there's a lot of people now setting their watch, saying that's going to be our next lockdown. So. Um, but the state government's put in this proposal to extend the state of emergency powers and not just for this year, right? They want to extend it to the end of 2022. And thank God there's a, a company or this group called Civil Libert, um, Libertarians or whatever, because they're saying, why is that? Because, you know, everyone says the vaccine is the, is the way to normality. Um, the federal government's saying that and we should hit that 70% mark by by December this year. So they're saying, okay, we can understand you want the emergency powers left in place until this year, but next year is a massive overreach. And to think that <clears throat> we still want to just have that one person, that chief health officer in every state able to make rules on a whim based on what the, what their own fear is, and I actually felt good that there was an organisation out there looking after our own civil... I, I don't always agree with the civil liberties movement, but the reality is that, thank God, they're there this time because maybe that's going to put a little bit of pressure. We don't need state of emergency powers to the end of next year. In fact, I'd probably argue we don't need them now because I think people understand the risk of this virus and don't need to be mollycoddled. No. We know the risk. Let us get on with life. So. It, it feels like it's it's new every day. Like it, we've we've had this for how long now? It feels like yeah. You know, <clears throat> I, I've seen something before that I had to laugh at. The Delta strain will also be ninety nine point nine percent of like recovery yeah. rate. <laughs> like let's throw this up, another strain in there. Well, there's a lot of people that say the vaccine is more deadly than the virus itself. You know, so, and once again, I haven't seen those facts. So, you know, but that's what some people are saying. The interesting thing is some of the media commentators were talking about the fact that there's been no, you know, up until I think the beginning of last week. So even with New South Wales at the moment, there was no one in, no one, everyone had the disease, everyone who had the disease at that particular time, no one was serious. No one was intensive care. No one was in hospital. And the, um, the some of the media commentators were talking about that. Guess what? All of a sudden this week, we've got three people on ventilators. Of course. And, and you just sort of think, are they having taking the piss at us or is that really what's happening? You know, and I still, you know, I, I think COVID itself is real. You know, I, I don't deny that there is a virus out there. I still don't know anyone that's had it. I don't Neither know do anyone. I, in the- I do, but in America. But yeah, you know, for you know, something that's supposed to be very contagious and spread so easy. Yeah. I haven't had it. You haven't had it. Yeah. Like I don't know anyone in Australia that's had it. I don't know anyone in my friends' network or business networks who actually know anyone that's had it. Yet some of the people in my business network are still sitting there in the corner urinating because they don't want to catch it. And they're thinking that if they open the door, COVID's going to come and get them. So, yeah, when you ask them, how many people do you know that's had COVID? 
they say, well, no one. Okay. So so if you weren't listening to it on the news or updating yourself every day with Anastasia Palaget talking about how many cases we've had and how, you know, we're keeping you all safe, I mean, would you even know that there's a pandemic? Exactly. So anyway, for those people in South Africa, we talk about COVID a little bit. Thanks to all our new listeners. So, Cheers. So talk about your music, my friend. So we're coming up to the half hour mark. Um 25 minutes we've talked about losing a million bucks. Hey, a big shout out to George and Tave for our previous guests. Um, we will get back into that music thing, but at the moment we're just a little bit annoyed with the, the sound quality of the music that we're getting. So we've just got to work through that. So so um, 30th, 30th of July, the Crew Life, the 4am remix is coming out. And Curly, yeah. and Curly you've heard it. I certainly have. It's, um, I got this little text the other day, listen to this. And uh, so I listened to it. Yeah, it was, um, it's, um, it's different, Matt Bailey. It's, um, thanks, mate. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to go off at the Mount Gambier dance class. So. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> the dance bar. It's, um, it, it's good to finally be able to share it because yeah. I've never, you know, I've gone through waves of like, like when I released Crew Life, that was sort of a scary thing because no one had heard it before. It just tastes good, Curly. Mate, just another shout out to the guys <laughs> at Black Flag Brewery at Malulabar. These guys are the best. I mean, this is this is their mid-strength pale ale. So I've had a pale ale that's 0.5%. And then this one's about 3.5%. And it's called Kick On. So it's a great name for a beer. And th these guys are just the real deal. These guys, they, they've got a pale ale called Rage Against the Mainstream. I like it. And it is just delicious. So so shout out to Black Flag. I'll, I'll tag where you can get that in the show notes. Hopefully they'll pick up that we've talked about them. And send some sponsorship our way because we're a top ten podcast. Top top ten, mate. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it, it's sort of been an interesting because um, you know I was hanging on to the remix. I didn't want anyone to hear it. Yeah, and then I'll talk about Ed Sheeran until I'm blue in the face. Like back in 2017, I was in Vegas and I. I watched this interview of him and Zane Lowe and it was he talked about the album Divide that was about to come out and he just went through it song by song and there's something yeah. in my brain just just clicked. And I didn't know clicked. just didn't know what it was until recently and I think it was just the way he spoke about his song, the way he went about it, the way he promoted it and that's yeah. what switched the business mind over for me and I've been getting to that point like 2017 into 2018 and then obviously Crew Life did something for me that has never happened before. Like everyone, people loved it who had never heard it before. And that was a scary thing to put out yeah. a song that never, no one had heard before. I'm like, fuck, is this going to be any good? And people loved it. And so that gave me confidence. And then Ed Sheeran's just released a new song called Bad Habits, which is a banger. It's a dance track. And I've been listening to interview after interview about him. And he said, like, he's got the album ready to go. But he said, normally, he'll let people listen to the album to find the first single. But with obviously with COVID, it's just been him and his wife. Yeah. So him saying that made me like, oh, actually, I'm going to let people closest to me hear the remix before it comes yeah. out. 
Yeah. And same with the EP. I've got no idea what the what the single's going to be. I won't know until I you have a copy. Yeah. I'll, I'll have a party yeah. here and I'll play it and I'll get everyone's feedback, which is really cool. Yeah. Are so, you allowed to have parties in Melbourne? <laughs> Mate, we're open. <laughs> <laughs> Melbourne open for business. I, I had to laugh. I was watching something because normally when I'm doing work during the day, I'll just have the iPad on playing some stupid um, Z grade movies out of some of the, the apps that I've got. And um, they're, they're just infiltrated with all these ads about Queensland saying, hey, we're open for business. You know, our economy's in a great state. And I'm thinking, we're fucking locked down, you idiots. And, and fucking speaking of like restrictions not making sense, no singing in South Australia. Yeah, what's the deal? South Australia, like, like we're supposed to be now, because now, as, as you know, we, um, my wife and I do the stupid thing called running marathons, and we're booked to go to the Outback Marathon last week of July. And then after that, we're going to come back home, we're going to have a day at home, and then go to Adelaide. So at the moment, Adelaide's got their borders shut to all of Queensland. So we can't get into South Australia. I can. <laughs> We've got, um, yeah, because Melbourne's the, the pin-up child. I know. Our, what the fuck? Queensland's the basket case and then New South Wales, the ugly child. So, um, And then the Northern Territory have chopped off hotspots. So at the moment where we are isn't what we're, we're not Brisbane, but it depends on whether they're going to call it Greater Brisbane or Brisbane because we're not oh, in Brisbane so. City. So oh. so at this stage, we're three weeks, I think, away from the marathon. And I reckon when they're going to call it off again because I don't think New South Wales is getting on top of what they've got to do. And and Queensland's still pattering pet, pet, away at one or two cases a day. So they're not going to have anything to bloody open the borders for all these governments just want to go 14 days without a case and i think that's going to be ridiculous and that was... we can go to northern territory but we got a quarantine for 14 days how fucking ridiculous is that yeah like because victoria is the only place that has a traffic light system for everyone so brisbane yeah. i'm keeping an eye on at the moment it's still a fucking red zone yeah and it's like they're out of lockdown, but you guys have still got restrictions. So I don't know if that's why they. I don't understand. Yeah, how it works. well, we still got masks, and the thing is, they're still having cases. So I'm half expecting Anna, Stasia, um, to to put us back into lockdown because they they haven't got a grip on it. There's still ones or twos, and um, who knows? I, I, and that and that was another thing, like with the remix, is like. Why? Because it was meant to come out in June. I was ready. June was meant to be like go 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 go. But with the lockdown, yeah. I got fucking bloody got my my reins pulled on me. I was like, oh fucking shit. And now hopefully July, like everything's gonna pump out. Like I'm releasing the song no matter what. Like I was trying to, yeah. I was trying to plan something. I'm still am trying to do it if it if it happens. But I'm not going to prolong this song release because of the government. So Yeah, mate, I, I'm looking forward to getting it out there and we'll certainly be playing it on the show, maybe putting it on the media wall so that we um, hopefully get some good sound, but hopefully we'll work that out. Mate, that's 32 minutes, Mr Bailey. 
So we've talked about jabs. We've talked about lockdown. We've talked about the Saints this weekend. Saints are up against the Brisbane Lions. Mate, um, on mate, the Gold Coast. I don't care if we lose because we beat Richmond and Collingwood at the G and fuck that tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> so the um, I'm a little bit annoyed because the weekend we're in Adelaide this time, the South Australian footy is not being played. It's like a break for whatever reason. So... Um, so I'm a bit annoyed about that because I would have loved to have gone back down to see the Red Legs at Norwood. Um, Tave sent through a couple of things last Friday night, pissing down rain in Adelaide. And, <laughs> and there's people everywhere at the footy and I'm just thinking, you mad pricks, why, why would you be doing that? But, um, you know, apparently they, um, they they might have some substances that get them through that. I don't know <laughs> whether it's hot soup or something or something even more sinister. But, and they lost. To make it worse, they lost. So, they lost. you know, standing there in the rain, pretending like you're having fun, and then, and then your team loses. My God, what's the go with that? So what's on your plate for the next week as I... Drink my kick on by Black Flag Brewing at Malula Bar on Brisbane Road for all those people listening in Queensland. Just uh, just working. Got a few things in the pipeline. Still trying to put together a music video. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's a interesting project in itself. I can imagine. I, I've um, coming to the end of a couple of projects at the moment, so I've actually got... Um, tomorrow to actually get my books into shape for before I go see my accountant. So always look forward to Yeehaw doing my books. So, Fun times. Um, but yeah, it's really, it's always interesting when you come to the end of a project with a client and they're ecstatic and you're sort of thinking, and they're sort of talking to you about, well, what's next and how do we continue to work together? I think that gets really exciting for me. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's always that scary bit that your contract comes to an end and then you've got to sort of renegotiate a new one. And, you know, that's uh, that's all part of the game. Anyway, Bailey, right, from, the, from the co-host of the Top 10 News Commentary Podcast in, in South, South Africa, Africa to the other co-host of the Top 10 News Commentary Podcast in South Africa. Everyone, I hope you've enjoyed the conversation. I hope you've had a bit, bit of a laugh while... Because I know we had, I had the folks at folks at Black Flag Brewing or sportsbeer.com.au have enjoyed their little <laughs> plug. If you are looking for some guilt-free beer, it's electrolyte. It's got electrolytes. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you all again maybe next week or maybe in a fortnight or whenever we get together again. Thanks, See guys. everyone. Bye. Thank God that's over. If you didn't like it, leave a review to warn others, or share it with people you want to annoy. If you did like it, I'm sorry, you cannot be helped, so you may as well leave a good review. I guess the boys will appreciate it. As Curly would say, don't be an asshole. Hopefully, I won't see you next time.
Goodbye. Come celebrate at the Army Birthday Festival on June 10th at the National Army Museum in Alexandria, Virginia. Enjoy food trucks, vehicle displays, outdoor games, and more. Don't miss special performances by the Army Band, a military working dog demonstration, and the parachute jump by the U.S. Army Golden Knights. It's all happening Saturday, June 10th at the National Army Museum, minutes from I-95. Admission to the festival and museum are free, so get your tickets while they last. All details are at usarmymuseum.org. That's usarmymuseum.org. Museum.org.